welcome to February. Welcome to February. Yeah. Love month, yeah. like history month. A lot of good stuff going on this month. A lot. Including some special guests that we have in the We've building today. special guests for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and introduce well, our first guest, Michelle. Get, get some people introduced. We are here today with the lovely Miss Tiffany Gray of The Love Below. Miss Tiffany Gray has interviewed everyone from Earthquake to your favorite Carl Payne, Coley Cole. Uh, she discussed love, sex, and relationships, and just essentially all things good. So we'd like to yes, welcome you yes. to the show. Thank you for hey, coming on and joining us. Thank you ladies for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am excited because I feel like this conversation is always overdue. We could talk about it tomorrow. It's going to be overdue right tomorrow. Too. Yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Um, Shayla, give us Tiffany's uh, mantra that you told me when we were discussing her <laughs> show. Do it till you die. Hello? Mm -hmm. Do Listen. it till you die. That's the way you should go out. A word. That's a word. That's a word, especially for the month of February. Do it till you die. <laughs> All February. <laughs> This is how y'all gonna start. I should even get an extra day. An extra day to do it. <laughs> I was like, it's leap year. Ooh, ooh. Y'all are so silly. <laughs> so, of course, we believe in having uh, well rounded conversations. So, we can't have a conversation about love, sex, and relationships without bringing in one of the fellas. That's so, we right. have Mr. Sid here to join us. He is a mental health advocate, also founder of The Safe Place. The Safe Place. Um, so, Sid, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. you. You've got a lot to carry today. You've got to hold it down for the fellas. You do. You do. You got a lot to balance with us today. Let's do it. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So let's get right into the conversation. So we came across a uh, experiment on YouTube. Yes. Um, and it's supposed to be thirty-six questions that you are supposed to ask a complete stranger that will, at the end of the 36 questions, cause you to fall in love. Oh, wow. That's mm. the claim. So we're going to start with one of the questions. You guys can look that up if you're interested in it. It's on YouTube. Um, but the question is a complete the sentence question, and it's, I wish I had someone with whom I could share blank. Everything. Okay. Everything. And I know that me saying everything is very blanket. Um, but there's so many different layers to me as a person. Mm -hmm. There's so many different layers to me mentally, physically, emotionally, sexually. Like, you got to, you. I need you to take all of this. Yeah. And I need you to take it with the flaws. Yeah. And I need you to take it with the good stuff. Mm -hmm. I need you to take it with the, the, um, the guessing. Because I like to keep a part in the guessing sometimes. Okay. I, right. the, the uncertainty okay. that comes with it. Okay. So... Everything could be a whole lot of stuff. Maybe all of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. Mr. Sid? I would say my trauma and the state of my mental health. Um, mm. Every other facet of my life I'm very open and transparent about. Um, I like to, when engaging with the opposite sex, be as open and honest and transparent as possible. But that's the one phase of my life where, nah, you're not getting that. Okay. But I believe it hindered me. Okay. And um, to answer the question, if I can be open and honest, completely naked, about my vulnerabilities, my trauma, what I've been through and where I'm trying to go, that's my healing process. And I'm not taking away the option for someone to say if they want to be alone, uh, travel that road with me or not. Okay, that's important. Miss Jamie. You, oh, you want me to go? Um, <laughs> I kind of like Tiff's answer. I like everything. My original answer was just life um, mm -hmm. and all that comes with life. So it 
um, ties into what Tip was saying too. Um, but yeah, my answer is life. Yeah, like all the parts of it, all the good stuff. Yeah, and the bad stuff. I guess yeah. we gotta take the good with the bad. I'm I'm stuck between your answer and Tiff's answer because honestly. I mean, that's what everyone wants. It's very hard to determine a very specific facet of life that you say, oh, I want you here for this. Mm -hmm. If you want to share your life with that individual, you want that person to be there for the highs, the lows, and everything in between. So I think everything in life, I think those are perfect answers. So I definitely, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with those. Okay. For sure. Okay. I like that. (laughs) So let's start with love. We'll break it into three segments um, today. We'll do, we keep saying love, sex, and relationships, but actually we titled it love, sex, and situationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we'll start, we'll save the best for last, Mm -hmm. um, but we'll start with love. Mm -hmm. Um, And Sid, we'll start with you. Kind of walk us through what you feel like as a man and for men, um, what you feel like men need to come to the table with as far as readiness for relationships. Uh. Healing, uh, clear conscious, and um, excuse, can I curse? Yes, no, absolutely. No, no bullshit. <laughs> um, just me in general. Uh, for me, I know the fact that I wasn't healed, I caused a lot of damage. Okay. And because I was in my own way, by me damaging people, um, it, it was the norm. And mm-hmm. going back to the love question, which we talked about earlier, being self-aware. If you're not self-aware, we all have done this love language test. Mm-hmm. I get it, but I ignore it. For example, yeah. for me, if you wasn't loving me the way that I knew love was, you wasn't loving me at all. Like, for example, when we start to date and engage with someone, we don't ask the appropriate questions. Yeah. How were you raised? Uh, what did you go through? What Have you seen a marriage? Me, I'm 35 years old. I don't have one successful marriage that I can reference to or call someone. Now I have wow. friends now getting married. Okay. But outside of that... I was raised in chaos. I was raised on survival where the young lady who I was dating last year was raised off of similar, but other women who tried to love me, they were raised out of love. So they were actually trying to love me the way they knew. But that wasn't my my. That wasn't your experience. Absolutely. Yeah, so good. again, I had to get out of my own way, be, be, uh, start my healing process, become self-aware so I can actually be the best version of myself to give to someone else and just pray they do the same. Okay. 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 I got it. What do you feel like uh, readiness looks like as far as before you in preparation for love and relationships? I think readiness is acceptance. Um, You have to be accepting first of yourself. Mm -hmm. People sometimes don't even take the time to know themselves, love themselves, but then go jump in relationships. And then you have expectations of your partner, but in reality you haven't even met them for you, full circle. Absolutely. Um, And that could be on a mental level, on a financial level. Um, There's so many different pieces to that, but at the end of the day, if I haven't taken time to learn me, my quirks, my my ability, my potential, um, my worth, Mm -hmm. what what can I give you? What can I bring to you? When people say or ask the question, what do you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Society in general tells you that's the financial side. Absolutely. But you bring so much more mm-hmm. to the table. Absolutely. So if you take away take away the sex, take away my body, take away the money, what is it that you're left with then? Mm-hmm. What is it that I bring to you then that either makes me a good partner, makes me a good wife, makes me a good mom? What's left? Yeah. So all those pieces of your puzzle that you got to figure out about you, mm-hmm. That's what you gotta. That's what you yeah. need to have, yeah. and then 
you can be ready for a relationship. Then you can be ready to then take on somebody else's, what they got, yeah. you know what I mean? Minus the sex, minus the money. I love it. And me and Shayla have that conversation um, often as well. Just when you take sex off the table, and this is something that I learned myself, like realizing that people don't know what to do. Once you take those things off the table, once you take sex off the table, once you take money off the table, what's left to you? The very surface level things. The things that are substantive, people are kind of like, ooh, that's boring. No, uh, that healthy. makes all the difference. <laughs> it makes all the healthy stuff. Yeah, it makes all the difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Shay, what about you? Before you got married, what were some of your preparation um, steps? I spent quite a bit of time single. I mean, really single. Like, phone dry, not taking numbers. <laughs> like, like, single. And I was intentional yeah. in my singleness. Mm-hmm. When Before I met my husband, um, I had... I remember uttering out loud, I'm gonna take this time to myself, I'm gonna focus on myself and God and mind my business. And for three years, that's what happened. And when I met my husband, um, Sid, I was listening to you and you were talking about asking the right questions when Mm -hmm. you begin to start dating. And on our first date, and my husband will tell you this to this day, I loaded him up with questions what about this what about that your mom your dad where are you from school how do you feel this work blah 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 blah, blah. and we talk about it from time to time and we laugh about it now because he says never in my life (laughs) ever in my life had a woman come into my life and just enveloped me he said Mm -hmm. and I didn't know what to do with that Mm -hmm. he was like I did not know what to do with that he said but I knew I wanted to stay here Right. He was like, it was so different, I didn't want to leave. He said, I just never had a woman just, he said, it, he said it was uncomfortable. He said it made me uncomfortable. That's right. He said, I was so uncomfortable after that first um, date. You pushed me and sent me to places on our first date that I did not necessarily want to go to on a first date. And, you know, here we are, you know, a year into our marriage, and I think it just made all the difference. Because when I met my husband, I just wasn't fearful anymore. I wasn't trying to um, shrink myself for a man. I wasn't trying to ask the right questions. I wasn't trying to avoid making him uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. If this is something, I don't have anything to lose at this point. And if this is something we're going to try to do, we're going to do it. So tell me about your dad. Tell me about that relationship. You know, things of that sort. So I just took the bull by the horns. That's Poor thing. He's doing yeah. fine. He's doing dating fine. Dating with intention. <laughs> he survived, yeah. but then he yeah. died. But he then did you die. Die. <laughs> he died. No. You are right. No. He didn't even wife. start living until he met you. No. Yeah. 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 He's very. He's a very special individual. But it's about asking those questions, and I encourage men and women to ask those questions. Don't be fearful. Don't. Don't be concerned about what will turn someone away mm-hmm. from you because if it will turn them away from you, that's not your person. Absolutely. Yeah, that person Absolutely. has to stand in it. And the hard stuff. And I've been listen. He has challenged me, and I've had to stand in it as a woman, and I've had to take it and not take it from the standpoint of it being personal. But this is something that he's seeing in me. Shayla, why don't you reflect on that? He's identified something that you can't because you know you think you're perfect. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. yeah. That's yeah. That's real. So, funny enough, I came across this article that talked about it was by a married woman, and she had 
said that she wished that people that were married Mm -hmm. um, would stop pretending like they had to have it all together Mm -hmm. before they met their Mm -hmm. spouse. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Sid, my question to you, because where you're kind of focusing on kind of getting men to address those issues before relationships, how do you create spaces that are unique to men um, that allow them that safe space? Uh, Starting with um, literally creating a a, a forum of men who are starting to get self-aware or know that there's an issue using Mm -hmm. a platform, using my transparency. And my whole life I was told, oh, you look like this, you've done this, you've done that. So you can't do or feel this way. So using that same thing, I don't want to say against them, but using that and the fact that I'm so open and honest about it, there's a few people who just want to listen or they'll nudge me to ask the right questions. So when we get, so when they come to the safe place, I'm asking direct questions. But before you start, I ask, I ask every man to make a pledge. Are you emotionally capable? Do you have the mental stamina to handle what we're about to talk about? And I'll give them, and I give you the option to leave. So if you choose to stay, I'm asking direct questions. Yeah. In front of, to you in front of everyone. Now it's sink or swim. Yeah. And I noticed that once one or two people start to open up, the floodgates open. Yeah. And for the past three times I've done it, it's been extremely successful. Okay. And I just want to go with hints why I wanted to keep it so intimate. And I think the larger the crowd, yeah. the more men comes, yeah. that won't work. Yeah. But ultimately, ultimately, just giving them a place where, listen, we're not taking this conversation outside of this room. Okay. But right. it's haunting us because we've never said a lot of this out loud. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so once um, they've come into that space, they realize they have some things that they need to work on. Um, when do you share that? If we're talking about not waiting until you know you have it all together, you're perfect, whatever the case may be, to meet your spouse, when do you share that with someone that you're potentially dating? Especially if you're dating with intention. Which part share? Which part about? Um, any of your mental health issues, anything you may be working on, mm-hmm. going through, do you take the Shayla approach? and dump it all on day one. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, um, that wasn't always my approach, but now in this uh, season that I'm in, okay. that's the approach I would prefer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, ask those transparent transparent questions. You know, okay. how would you raise, what is, what's your mm-hmm. belief? Mm-hmm. Uh, if we had a child, do you want children? If you yeah. had a child, what faith? Uh, where do you wanna live? How's your credit? Those kind of questions, why? Because we're in our 30s. We're, you really wanna continue with ground, time? Ground, ground. And every single thing that I've done that I thought was right, got me here nowhere I'm not married don't have this don't have that you know what I mean let's try something different yeah and I just want to shift the narrative but ultimately change men and it starts with our mind followed by our hearts and I know we're the face or the leaders I don't give no one says you, you women run it you, you run it but we set the tone just so we're clear yeah. <laughs> we run it absolutely I'll give it to you I'll give it to you, you know, uh, you guys run it, but again, I believe men set the tone. Okay. But if okay. we're not right within ourselves, there's absolutely no way we can be the best version of ourselves for our, our spouses, for our children. You know okay. what I mean? But it starts in our heart and I start in our mind. Okay. So we, Shayla and I, have been watching um, you on Netflix. Yes. Have y'all seen you? I haven't watched it. So, oh my goodness, you need to watch it. <laughs> <I'm totally laughs> I've heard a lot of good it, things about yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's so wild. one of the crazy things that we were talking about, the gentleman in it, without spoiling it for you guys or anybody that hasn't seen it, but the gentleman in it clearly has some mental health mm-hmm. issues um, that he's dealing with while he's, while he's pursuing this young lady. Um, and the meme that we saw, somebody was like, uh, murderer aside, Joe is a good dude. He's a good guy. Right, right. And yeah. the response to the meme was, <laughs> was like, like murderer aside. <laughs> right. 
So, but we were talking about it because if Joe was ugly, Joe wouldn't have gotten as far as yeah, Joe got. If he wasn't in a different type of package. Yeah. Joe was very uh, on the outside, looked mm-hmm. very nice, well put together. Joe had a job. Joe had a passion. Um, so we felt like that that kind of got him a little further along where those red flags if Joe wasn't attractive, <laughs> probably would have set some people off. Mm-hmm. Um, so for men in that space, do you guys feel like, um, is that more pressure for you when you're an attractive man um, to kind of lay that out there? Do you notice that women don't pay attention to it even Absolutely. when you put it out there? Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Um, I, I believe I'm, you know, I'm pretty decent. I can get what I want, who I want. Um, but I, I have realized once I've owned my crap, and started being more transparent about my mental health. Yeah. When I tell women, listen, I don't want to date you. Or I'm not available. I'm not emotionally available. This mm-hmm. happened yesterday, last night at the sneaker ball. Um, they're not paying me, but I still said it. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not emotionally available. Uh, you know, and it kept happening, kept happening. But they didn't care. But I, what I've learned is women find this to be attractive, that a man is saying, listen, I'm literally taking time to heal. Yeah. So as a man trying to do the right thing, but you have a woman still trying to pursue you, oh, I can change you. I was going to say, that's what I was going to say. A lot of women, you know, we carry the desire to want to care and comfort and heal, nurturing. But we have got to let you do your work on your own. Absolutely. That's that's a solo project you're healing. So for sure, for sure. Wow. But to answer your question, yes, um, they ignore it. Um, They want to be the the one that's different. Oh, I can change him, but he checks my boxes so I can work with him. Yeah. But um, even with the young lady I was most recently dating, you know, I'm open and honest and honest and honest, but we're clashing because everything I told you that I go through, you're experiencing it. You just heard it. So now we're fighting, et cetera. I'm going to be honest. My mistake was I thought she would understand because in the beginning, being intentional with my questions and what I want to do in the relationship with myself, I'm with it. I got your back. I got your back. Now we're headbutting. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Hold on. That's not what we just talked yeah. about. Yeah. But now her trauma, her past, all the her pain is starting to come. Mm-hmm. And this this didn't mesh well. Yeah. So when it comes to that in dating and knowing that you're in the healing process, you know, is do you just not date? Is that that's is that the way to address it? Just kind of staying to yourself, going inside your bubble and developing you is is that the solution to that i think the solution changes by the person okay. i'm gonna be honest um the reason why i got away with or the reason why i did so many things in my past with women, women women i believe every woman provided something else a lot of times it wasn't for sex i just was a very sexual person but in the midst of my healing going back to my trauma i've never wanted to be alone okay. so yes yeah. i'm taking time to heal i'm doing this i'm doing, but by me being open and honest this is all you're getting from me is this line. This is all I can provide. Yeah. Okay. You know, forget the soul ties, but if it's just mm-hmm. dick, that's what it's going to be. If it's just conversation, that's what it's going to be. I love to have cigars and have some whiskey with it. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going to have a cigar and have some whiskey with it, but yeah. you're not going home with me. Yeah. So it appears as if I'm leading people on. In all actuality, I'm a believer in male and women. I mean, men and women of the People of the opposite sex having relationships just as friends. Absolutely. For some reason, people are having a hard time doing that with me. You know what I mean? For some reason, Sid. Yeah, I don't know why. It's crazy. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) 
So let's move into some good stuff. Um, let's move on to some sex topics, Miss <laughs> Tiffany. Um, we talked earlier. You told us that there were two questions that you typically ask on your podcast. First of all, give us your podcast um, so, so everybody can tune in. Yes, everybody. Um, I have an awesome internet show, not just because it's mine, but because it is fucking awesome. Um, it's called The Love Below, Sex Talk with T. Gray. I interview some of the best comedians and entertainers in the country to talk about sex. Um, and two questions that I do ask everybody because I feel like for me there's some of the two best and most important. Um, one being what is most important about sex to you? Everybody has their own mm -hmm. perspective mm -hmm. on what that is and then building upon that I think that's a great conversation starter especially when you're um, beginning to have the plan to be intimate with somebody. Um, and then the other question is your best piece of sex advice. Um, different levels in life that answer can change. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? My answer, what it may have been in my 20s, is definitely not going to be what it is in my 30s. My answer, single, is not going to be what my answer may be married. So I enjoy being able to provide different perspective okay. from different people on that and give my audience something to relate to. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the first question. You asked it. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. I don't even know sex. if I won't see it first. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm going to just, just go ahead and tell you that Miss Jamie has been firing off these shots, and I, I low-key want to ask you Okay, first. come on. You can ask me. What's most important about sex to you? Most important, and this is really funny because I just had this conversation yesterday. She prepped. Um, mm -hmm. at, listen, I was ready for you. Um, most important for me at this stage of my life is connection. And prior to, it was not. I, To me, it was just, it was fun. It was, you know, a whole other issue. <laughs> but now at this stage, it's more about connection. And trust me, I've tried to do it without connection. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't, it's not the same for me. So most important is connection. Okay, all right. We're going to slide to the Mary Yes, <laughs> come on, slide on over. <laughs> What's most important about sex to you, Shay? Enjoying it, having fun, mm. having fun. Just when you get in that room, it's a big playground. Mm. Indeed. And it's like nothing is off limits, and it just needs to be fun. Tia, my, my husband and I laugh often during sex. Really? We laugh often. And that often is so important. Sex. That we is so important. Goofy. Really? I, I can call him right now, and he'll crack up laughing at how much That's we funny. laugh during sex. Okay. Just, just the way we communicate mm -hmm. in the bedroom, mm -hmm. and just it's fun. It's we have a we have, a, we have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we have a good time. Yes. We, we party, you know what I mean? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. So okay. just enjoying each other. It's one of it's the most intimate act, and. It, we just enjoy each other. And make sure I'm, you know, pleasing my mate. And, Most know, definitely. Most that, definitely. Doing that how I do that. Most definitely. So for me, um, communication yes. is the biggest and Absolutely. most important. I've talked about that with so many different people. I had that down people, to ask you about bedroom but communication. It is, Go ahead, roll it. <laughs> Communication, though, when it comes to sex, doesn't necessarily start in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. right. it, can, it can start at 9 o'clock in the morning. Um, me figuring out what I like, what I don't like, mm -hmm. what you like, what you don't like, um, and then bringing that other piece of acceptance. And a lot of people are into things that they are ashamed 
to mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. They have fetishes, they have desires, they have fantasies that they haven't communicated to another person. Mm-hmm. They're not comfortable enough to even talk about it with yeah. themselves or even explore. So when you have a partner, and, and to be honest with you, it doesn't matter if your partner is a one-night stand, mm-hmm. is a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. is a fly-by-night, you have to communicate okay. your wants, your needs, okay. your desires. If I want to slow, fast, hard, soft, with the ice, no ice, honey, you, you're sticky, you don't like ants, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. Um, being right secure, now. I'm just saying, being secure in your sexual yeah. self Absolutely. and being able to communicate that to another person is probably one of the most difficult things people have yeah. to do when it comes to the bedroom. Okay. So that's why it is most important um, to your girl. I need to be able to communicate. I need to be able to understand you. I want you to be able to understand me. And wherever we don't mesh well, we need to be able to work on it. We got to be able to talk about it in the middle of that. Say the best for last, because I already know this answer is going to be amazing. Okay, I'm on, I'm on the edge of my seat right no now. Okay. Uh, man, um, I'll give you two parts. First, it used to be um, my less mature self was simply sexual conquest, mm-hmm. something to do. Sex became something to do. I started at a very, very early age uh, at nine. Uh, really? I never had a first. Um, yes, yeah, weird, right? Never had a first. I mean, my very first time having sex was a threesome followed by being molested by their mother. And it never stopped. Um, So from there, it was literally something to do with sexual conquest. Everybody was talking about it. How I was raised, sexual conquest was associated with masculinity, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. But now- It still is. Yeah, it is, it It is. Um, But now, uh, more of a mature self, believing I'm in a season to find my wife, it's more about the connection, it's about the conversation, communication, but it's also about having fun. Yeah. I gotta have fun. Yeah. I don't believe in limits, and me not believing in limits and meeting so many women who talk it, but when you get in the bedroom, I've never experienced it. Mm-hmm. I to be honest, I've used it to. How can I? I, I used. I, I took advantage of it to the point where every single time I'm gonna have sex with someone, no matter if it's one night stand or a relationship, I'm gonna have sex with this person as if this is the last time, and I'm gonna blow their mind. Every single time. So again, taking advantage of it. Um, but now it's simply communication and connection and having that soul tie. I need that energy. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I want to have this fun. And I just yeah. got tired mm-hmm. of doing it over and over and over and over. And like you were saying, teaching someone, nah, I like it like this. Or having sex for the longest period of time and me not climaxing. Mm-hmm. Why? It was just something to do. You know? And I um, hope that answers your question. I hope I ain't going too deep, right? No, not at all. And that's a different level of fun. Once you get to that level of connection where you can communicate mm-hmm. well, where you're open, mm-hmm. it's a whole different level absolutely. of fun. So, absolutely. Yeah, that's very important in the bedroom, having humor in the bedroom. People overlook that. People think Listen, take sex so seriously. Sex. Seriously? Never? Never. You ain't never, you ain't never yeah. slip, Listen. trip, farted. Come Listen. on, Jamie. I'm just <laughs> serious. Y'all make me feel like I haven't been I in the last year. Jamie, you haven't. Man, it's supposed to be fun, man. Yeah, it's, 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 and it is, but I mean, laughing, that's just, it's new to me. I'm like laughter, out yes. loud laughter. Yeah, I'm it like just. This. I've been in some situations that I've died. In that situation, like, it's just that's crazy. Funny. It's a lot that's of fun. Nice. Look, I always learn something on these shows. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. So the second question was our best the piece best of sex, sex, sex advice. advice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Um, I think we've already hit on mine is like we've all said, to just be open and have fun. 
Um, I agree with Sid. I don't believe in limits. Um, whatever you feel in the mood to do, I feel like you should be open after you've had that communication. People give people a safe word. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And don't start people, get the choking, and then we haven't talked about listen. the choking. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Listen, Hello. listen I, could, I could be open to that, but yeah. I'd like to see it coming. Yeah. yeah let's talk Jeffrey about it. Dahmer, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't roll up on me now. Have a safe word. Have a safe word. Um, yeah. Be open and have fun. Would be my. What about you, Shane? <laughs> This I'm, laughing. I'm laughing because I have a good story to tell y'all, but I'm going to tell y'all off air because it's super, it's we'll super share crazy. We'll later. <laughs> okay, maybe. Um, my best piece of sex advice, I have to just piggyback off of uh, my first response, just making sure um, you're doing what you want to do with the person you want to do it with um, and you're enjoying yourself and you're doing it safely. That's my best piece of sex advice. Listen, we're grown. People do what they do, but just make sure... You know, and safety, you know, goes beyond like condoms and things Absolutely. like it that. Does. But just it make does. sure you're safe. You're you're the safe. The spirit in that has space. to be safe. It's, it's a lot of the entire change. situation mm-hmm. is just safe. So just be safe out here. That's my best piece of sex advice. Okay, so for your girl, um, I had it, I had it wrapped up in a pretty bow in my head, you guys, and then it. Went, it was. It was. It was. Life changing. At least, at least that's how I felt about it at the time. Um, my best piece of sex advice is being true to your sexual nice. self. Mm-hmm. So my sexual self could be kinky, freaky, nasty, dull, whatever. Be who you are. Yeah. Um, sometimes people spend a lot of time trying to fit into somebody else's image of who they're mm-hmm. supposed to be in the bedroom or fulfill another person's want. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. Um, you should want to please your partner. Mm-hmm. But don't lose sight of yourself in that process yeah. or the things that you like. If you are a toe person, goddammit, get on some toes. Yeah. If you want to be tied up, by all means, Come on and get it. Don't be afraid of who you really are sexually. Again, not condoning anything that is inappropriate, hurtful, harmful, whatever. Whatever you're secure with and who you are on the inside, be you. Because when you hold back from that, that's when you have the detriment of of the cheating or the mm-hmm. sneaking, hiding, mm-hmm. and, and not just... Who wants to have an uncomfortable sexual experience when I can find someone who you see it the same way I see it? Yeah. You like the same thing I like. Yeah. Do that. Okay. Okay. Um, best piece of self uh, um, sex advice, advice, sex advice would be be so comfortable and self-aware of what you like in yourself okay. that whatever you choose to do or whatever you choose to say, you're not remorseful about it. The second part is Put effort into actually learning your partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Touch the things. Experiment. Mm-hmm. You'll get it. But when you get it, be the absolute best at it. Blow that yeah. woman's mind. Yep. That's it. Okay. Okay. So we're going to wrap up with situationships, um, which is me and Shayla have these conversations about relationships all the time. We get busy. Um, we yeah. do. We yeah. <laughs> We try to save it all for when we get here um, so we can share it with everybody. Um, one of the biggest things that we've been talking about lately is these secret relationships. Mm. 
And I was telling her the other day, it's crazy because now we're kind of in a time as far as those folks that are dating, mm-hmm. um, where you legit have to ask somebody if they're single. Like, I can't assume because you're trying to holler at me that you're single. Or um, to ask deeper questions than are you single. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had shared with Shayla the other day, I'd had a conversation a while ago <laughs> with um, this gentleman. We were exchanging a conversation, whatever, whatever. Um, and then I'm scrolling through my Facebook feed and I see a post by him that says, she said yes. And I was like, who said yes? <laughs> she said yes to what? What happened? Wow. Right. What, what did she say yes to? Confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we kind of want to get you all to talk on what a situationship is. Yes. Um, how you define a situationship and how you believe that people find themselves in situationships. Because we're kind of in, and I've talked to a lot of my girlfriends about this. Some women feel like, nah, I'm not going to post this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or no, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to. And let me just lead with this. We totally believe in being private. Yes. Shayla is private. I'm very private. Secret is Secretive. a total different, different thing. Things. Which is right. why they are two different words. Yeah. There's right. private and there's right. secret. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we kind of just want to get you all's take on what that means and how you think people, both men and women, yes. find themselves in those situations. Who you want first? Come on, Tim. Uh, put your girl in the hot seat. <laughs> so I believe a situationship is a choice um, okay. by both parties, all three parties. So it's a mutual understanding. Whomever is, is in it. Um, again, if you're being secretive, mm-hmm. that situation, you don't know that this guy is about to be engaged or whatever the case, you don't know what level of relationship. That's, to me, a separate from situationship. Okay. To me, a situation is no, we're not in a relationship. No, we don't necessarily have a title, but we definitely have an agreement and or an understanding, and we both going to meet here on this agreement and or understanding. Okay. Um, And I think that people choose that maybe because they're a little bit tired sometimes. Maybe they don't want to be bothered with the the rhetoric that comes with the relationships. Yeah. Or um, it could be I'm greedy. It could be that I'm not getting something at place A, so place B is going to fulfill whatever need Absolutely. I have, and you're totally comfortable with being B. You don't really want to be A. You don't even want to have A's conversations and or arguments. Uh-huh. Don't want to wash your clothes. I don't want to cook your food. But what I will do is go on these dates and have this sex, and I'll see you later. Mm-hmm. So I think situationships at the end of the day are not always healthy, Mm-hmm. But I think that people choose them because they think it makes them healthy. Okay. 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 Uh, wow. She um, said it all. But I think a lot of situationships start, I mean, just from my opinion, a lot of them start from people trying to change us as men. So okay. they think, okay, I'll lead with the sex. So I'll lead or do this and do this and we'll spend time because you check my boxes. So I'll give you some pussy. Now we're three, four, five months in. But those questions weren't asked. Am I dating? Am I seeing anybody? Am I uh, uh, pursuing someone? You know, those questions aren't uh, asked. So we end up in situationships. Some of them aren't always sexual. Some of them just literally spending time with one another. My problem is no matter how many women I had in my life, when I'm with you, nobody else matters. So it appears as if I'm, I, I was told I'm leading people on, making them feel special, special. But my thing, why not? Why not? I know. Why but not, again, say, but do you why do not see how that can be I, I, confusing? I see it now. Because even as you say it, I'm but, like, Sid. But here's the thing. <laughs> what if I'm actually having an honest conversation with you? What if I'm telling you this is where I'm at in my journey? This is where I'm at. This is what I want. This is what I'm expecting. 
What if I'm only calling you after 10 o'clock and saying I need you here at this time when this person leaves? What if I'm posting another woman on my social media, but then when you choose to deal with me, you forget that I'm the bad guy? Now... But hold on. One second. One second. I, I see, she's ready to let me have it. I see it. I see it. But in terms of these situationships, I agree. They're, they're, they aren't necessarily healthy. Why? Because of the, where I'm at now in these soul ties. Mm-hmm. Um, that part. But uh, more importantly, when situationships, listen, I have an itch that needs to be scratched no matter what it is. You agree to it, that's what it is. We meet at this certain place. Mm-hmm. We have nothing else to talk about. Stay in your lane. We're not discussing emotions or feelings. We're discussing this. We're in this box. Nothing more, nothing less. Okay. Good. What were you going to say? Yeah, hit well, me with no, it. no, because um, you said if we're having an honest conversation. Now, if you're having an honest conversation, I can't be mad at that. If you if you look me in my eye and say, we're not a couple, we're not dating, listen, I like to hang out with you, I like to have sex with you, and that's the extent of that, as long as that's what I am being told and that's what I understand, then it's not a problem. But if you make me feel like I'm the only woman in the world, and then when I get caught up, and you say to me, well, this is a situationship. We probably should have talked about that before you started making me feel like the only woman in the world. But he told you that. No, and he just well, chose no, to also it was confusing. give you quality time. No, it was confusing because okay. initially when you said it, it didn't sound like you had the honest conversation first. Okay, understood. But you said that later on. I can respect an honest conversation. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with two adults having an honest conversation, and it's sex and relationships, and we're grown. But I just wanted to clarify that. I understand. So, okay, I'm with it's you. Just, it just goes I'm back to, I, I honestly believe every single time I found myself in that kind of situation, there was, in some capacity, the conversation was had. But 100% of the time, they felt, I'll give it time. It'll change. Yeah, okay. 100% of the time. But now I'm reverting back. Yo, you remember that conversation we had? Yeah. Trying to be respectful and not throw it in your face. But I'm like, nah, I'm not. Uh, nah, I'm good. Nah, yeah. I'm not doing this. And now the sex slows down. But then the man becomes the, me, becomes the bad guy. But now it's no longer a situation. He played. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. A burning question. And I'm so sorry <laughs> because this is not my show, you guys. No, no, <laughs> no, this is productive. Let's yeah. wrap. This is just what I want to know from listening to you. You say that when you meet a woman, okay, you you've given the the rules, so to speak. This is who you are. You're still healing. You're not necessarily looking for a relationship, whatever the case may be. But earlier, you also said that you wish that you could meet a person where you could kind of shed your trauma Absolutely. and share. How is it that you're ever going to meet that person to share and 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 shed that that trauma mm-hmm. if you never give a person an opportunity to date you on a legitimate level? We do. When we meet women, we put them in boxes or categories. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if we meet a woman, we can see, you know what, this person has the potential where I can have this conversation. Okay. But this That's person real. has the potential where she looks good, but as soon as she starts speaking, she's the ugliest person in the world. That's sad. Yeah. I still want to fuck her. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So, cool. Now we have the conversation. Now we're engaging, we're laughing, we're exchanging yes, social media, doing this, mm-hmm. doing this. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, all right, look, so what you saying? You know what I mean? Right. But it's another woman. Nah, I'm not having those kind of conversations. I'm purposely okay. staying away from the sexual conversation. I'm not texting you as much as I'm texting the woman with the fat ass. I'm calling you. Right. I'm randomly FaceTiming okay. you. I want to do the things that, you know, you're uncomfortable with, but by man making that effort, that's, in my opinion, you're starting the courting process or you're making okay. it known, listen, I'm interested in pursuing you. Now, once I get you on that date, I'm going to have that conversation with you. Look, 
I know you spoke about this. I see you. This is the movement I'm on, especially with me being public about it. People ask questions. Mm -hmm. So based off the question, I'm always going to be honest, but when it comes to the personal interest, that's when you shift the conversation. Every man or every woman, in my opinion, is put into a category of some capacity. Okay. And that's how I deciphered the difference. Okay. Okay. Well, well, respect. (laughs) So that's my thing too. And I think we touched on this earlier on, um, and, just in the position that I'm in and I deal with and talk to a lot of women as I'm Mm -hmm. sure we all do. um, I'm always telling women, you have to be honest with yourself. Yes. Like don't sign up for something that you're not really okay with. Yes. It may change. It may not. It may not. But like don't sign up for it. And when somebody, I think it's the um, Maya Angelou quote. When when somebody somebody shows shows you who they they are, are, believe them. them. Yes. Like, we're bad at that. Yeah, we really, really are. Because just listening to Sid talk and then thinking about different individuals that I know that have ended up in situations that they didn't want to be in, yeah. I'm like, if they're being approached like that and they've just made the decision to say, well, I can love him beyond that or I can make him fall in love until with me. Until you can. Until you can. Mm-hmm, and it's just mm-hmm. so interesting because we see it from one side. Yeah. But just hearing it from you, it's just like, damn. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's real. A lot a of lot us of, are making stuff up. We a lot are of women creating think stuff they can, to ourselves. A lot of women think they can control, let alone change a man with their vagina. But this new man, it's in dicta. Oh, keep a man's heart is, 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 is his stomach or sex. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the truth. It's not. You know how many of us just want peace? Yeah. yeah. So for me, I ain't want quiet. a woman to... Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily want a woman just to be... Ain't quiet. I, I, I stop telling them, yo, be my peace, be my peace, my last. She said, I just need you to be my fucking peace. And when I leave this house, the world starts to attack immediately. Mm-hmm. I want you to be so at peace with yourself that you don't disturb mine. Yeah. You know, that's real. And for me, yeah. that's what works that's for me. Real. The vagina in there, that's, that's nice. That's cool. But I mean, fucking stuff is nice. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say what makes you That's different. Real. It's just I choose to stay with this one piece of misery of my life or whatever it's going to be. But everything else, man, it's um, it, it's a deception. And, men, we see it. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, when we have the conversations, and this is why we're very intentional about having well-rounded conversations mm-hmm. and making sure that men are a part of our conversations, because you have this group of tons of women yeah. that are single, that want to be wives, that yes. want to be married, and are looking for husbands. And then you have this... I won't call it a new group of men, but you have this group of men who are single, who want to be husbands, who want to be dads, who want to be all the things that they're supposed to be. And I'm always like, where are y'all missing each other? Yeah, how are we but missing I one another? I think it's in that. Yeah. Like, we're saying, oh, we want someone to be honest. I was just watching um, Married at First Sight, and the girl was like, oh, be honest with me, be honest with me. And when the guy told her he was not honestly attracted to her, she was like, she lost her shit. And right. I'm just like, but you told him to be honest. Absolutely. But you asked him to you be honest. You asked him to be honest. And the rest of their, whatever, the day of their honeymoon, she spent upset in her feelings, throwing jabs at him. And I'm just like, but you told him to be honest. She's like self-aware. And he explained mm-hmm. to her, because the other part of that is communication, mm-hmm. he explained yes. to her that he feels like you can build that. He's yes. like, I don't know you. Right. So just if off initial, no, you're not initially what I go for. That doesn't mean you're unattractive. I'm just telling you that you're not attractive to me yet. And I think she it kind of clicked for her when he put it to her that way. These earrings. Um, when he put it to her that that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's what it is. It's miscommunication and us needing to be honest with ourselves. Yes. Um, which I think comes from 
healing places anyway. So. Absolutely having to be honest with ourselves because all, I don't think it's always miscommunication. I think it's lack of desire to, to hear the truth. Hear right. the right. truth. We talk right. about that all the time. A right. lot of know times. Know the truth. You choose the lie. You choose the lie because yeah. the lie feels good. The lie yeah. is comfortable. The lie is what you want. It's easy. But you, it's yeah. easy. But you have to realize that you are the only one caught up in the lie. That's right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. are literally walking around here believing something that you have created, you know, in your mind. And this man is taught. If you ask him to be honest, and he's honest, and you still continue down that path, you read in between the lines. When right. he said that, but I, when I tell you it. picking little <laughs> things apart, oh, he, um, he sent me a heart emoji. He must be in love. And it's just like it's an emoji, bro. Everybody's phone has Mm. them. So it's just very interesting how that it's not always it's not always being missed. These men are telling the truth sometimes and we just want what we want. A lot, but and a lot of times men think they can and heal us too. Listen, and sometimes the men oh are lying. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Let's be clear, but we have to as women, we have to be honest. We have to say a lot of times we are on some bullshit when these we're dealing with these dudes out here. Yeah. We just we let too much go. We it, it's just well. Let me tell you guys just a little a bit about T. Gray. So you know my life, I okay? Do. I do. But full time job, three kids, yes. radio show, mm-hmm. internet show. I go to the gym. At some point, I sleep. Not quite sure when and where it happens, and it's I probably travel a, a lot a for my show. So, if I meet someone, my first thing is to say, "I really don't have the time." That's right. Today. Yes, I know men require time. I'm right. Absolutely. Yeah, I require time. Absolutely. I don't got it. I don't got it. I can't be in a relationship. I can't be your girlfriend. Like it's just it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. At some point, you're going to be resentful. At some point, I'm never going to stop building my business, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not happening. That doesn't stop them from continuing to pursue or get into a place with me where they are like the women. They think Mm -hmm. they're going to change that. Mm -hmm. They think, okay, well, if you want this bad enough, this is what you're going to change to make it. No. I want yeah. me bad yeah. enough. I yeah. want my brand bad enough. I want my kids to get to college bad right. enough. Like I want all these other things, yeah. but it doesn't. It doesn't stop them. And I don't even. I wish there was something uh, in place. Look, we need to do this together to kind of educate mm-hmm. on what your limits are and what they aren't when you're approaching people for new relationships because people seem to just not understand. They want what they want. They, want they have they these want. misguided yes. desires that you're going to come in with this cape on and be Captain Save yeah. men yeah. and women. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't want to deal with the reality of it. Yeah. Why? Why not? Yeah. What is it that you learned either at home or what you saw that led you to believe that subpar was okay and that you had the ability to change it from subpar That's to right. better? You can. Yeah. You can. Mm-hmm. Well, that's real. Mm. And we'll wrap up on that. Big facts right there. (laughs) This conversation could go on and on, of course, but we thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you for openness and your vulnerability. We appreciate you guys. Absolutely. And we look forward to watching both of you all build your platforms. Um, And any last words for you guys? 
do it until you die. You yes, already know. <laughs> Meet your girl at the corner of comedy and shit. I was going to say, where <laughs> can find you? Uh, I am, if you're on Instagram, at the love below underscore sex talk with T Gray, and that's T G R A Y E. Um, I put out a new episode of my show every Monday on YouTube. You can also just go to YouTube and search Sex Talk with T Gray. You'll see my pretty face, same jacket, same mm. logo pop that's up. Right. Um, that's pretty much it. Meet me at the corner of Sex and Comedy. It's right outside. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's right outside. Sid, tell the people where they can find you and find out more about what you're doing in the mental health community from there. Uh, on Instagram uh, at the dot uh, safe place. Uh, it's T H E E dot uh, safe. S A F E place. P L A P L A C E. Also, my personal page, which will also take you with it's just the Sid Jackson. T H E E Sid Jackson. Also on Facebook at the same handle. Awesome. Okay. And we'll be sure to tag you guys. Absolutely. Um, for this episode. So, you ready for me? Once again, I'm Shayla. And I'm Jamie. And, and we're, we're Plus in the, the DMV. DMV. Woo woo.